Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. The Great Baltimore Fire brought forth a number of tales of heroism. Here's one that has been all but forgotten. On the quiet Sunday morning of February 7, 1904, the firemen of Engine Company No. 15, dressed in their best blue wool uniforms, were preparing for their usual Sunday inspection when at 10.48 the alarm sounded. It had originated in the basement of the John E. Hurston Company building on German Street at Liberty. Chains dropped in front of the horses' stalls. With no one saying a word, the huge horses stepped quickly to their places at the wagons. Spiders, contraptions holding a full set of harness, dropped over each horse, and firemen quickly snapped their collars and buckled them into teams. A fireman stoked the firebox of No. 15 steam engine. Captain John Call gave the order to roll. The doors opened and the huge teams thundered onto the cobblestones. All of twenty seconds had passed from the time the alarm sounded. About a minute later, Call and Engine Company No. 15 were in front of the Hearst Building. The clock-like dial alarm on the outside wall told him there was indeed a fire in the basement, and he thought to himself this wasn't going to amount to much, just some smoldering rags. They'd all be back in the warmth of the firehouse in no time. But when his men, Harry Showaker, Guy Ellis, John Flynn, and Jacob Kirkwood, broke in the door with a crowbar, the room was filled with smoke. I knew we had a fire then, he said later. Call sent one team of firemen to hose down the elevator shaft and another one with a chemical hose to the basement stairs. District engineer Lewin Burkhart showed up, and Call told him to get help quickly. Just then, doors upstairs began banging shut. Call thought it was a watchman, until an ominous, low rumbling shook the building. Sensing real trouble, the firemen began to back out the door, but it was too late. A sharp, splitting roar went up with reverberating thunder, followed by a peculiar whistling noise, like that made by a shrill wind, a newspaper reported the next day. This smoke explosion, or backdraft, blasted Call and his company right through the door and into the street, all except for Jacob Kirkwood, who slumped in a heap by the entrance. Call and a few men went back in and pulled him out, but not to safety. I still don't know how we escaped being crushed to death, Call said later. Brick and stone came thundering down, smashing number 15 steam wagon. Flames shot all over the place, setting fire to other buildings. One sheet seared one of the horses pulling our water tower into position on Liberty Street. That big white fire horse was named Goliath. Engine company number 15's Hale Water Tower was moving up Liberty Street beside the Hearst building when the wall collapsed and flame belched out onto the street. His right shoulder and flank burned. Goliath drove away from it, taking the water tower and its crew with him, out of reach of the falling stone, and saving their lives. The fire that Captain Call thought was just a few smoldering rags spread quickly after the smoke explosion. It burned for 30 hours and nearly destroyed all of Baltimore. But there were more than a few notable stories that day. One was Goliath. On September 13, 1906, he appeared at a parade to honor firefighters and celebrate the city's rebirth. 1,400 firemen marched that day from Baltimore and out-of-town companies that had come to the city's aid. Their engines shining with fresh paint and burnished brass, they made a dramatic spectacle. With them came Goliath, covered with garlands but with scars still visible. As he passed the reviewing stand, observers noticed a wonderful thing, that he appeared to understand and appreciate the crowd's wild ovation. It was only natural that he would. Goliath was now the most beloved animal in Maryland.